Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to episode number 315 of Mets Musings. Hope you all had a great week out there. I know I did spring training. I started pitches and catches. We said it last week. Now the full squad's in, and now the fun begins tomorrow. 1.10 p.m., the Mets take on the Atlanta Braves for the first game of the Grapefruit League. And now we get excited about baseball. Now we start to see baseball. And and that's the best. That's the best thing to happen, that we finally get to see real baseball. And, you know, we get to see a lot of the, the minor leagues and stuff, but... Uh, Pay attention because that that's become big business now, and it's become more exciting. So pay attention to the minor leagues and the players that that will be in camp playing because it's it's really a big part of this year's team. And um, really want you to to pay attention to the guys and catch some of the names and and look out for them in the future because a few of them will be there. Uh, happy note to start. Congratulations to Jacob DeGrom and his wife, Stacy. They welcomed a baby girl, Aniston Grace. Wednesday morning, uh, DeGrom left spring training Tuesday to be with Stacy, who had been scheduled to give birth. He plans to return to the team on Saturday, and uh, they welcomed their first child just about a year or so ago. Boy named Jackson in April of 2016, so... Uh, Jacob DeGrom, a daddy once again, congratulations to him and his lovely wife. Uh, a sad note, there was a, a, and I meant to get to this last week and I didn't, but uh, I wanted to touch on it this week and that uh, there has been a report, there was an article, I forget where it was now, that Buddy Harrelson has Alzheimer's disease and um, uh, just a shame, Buddy, one of the great Mets of all time. Uh, as far as popularity and a great, terrific shortstop, great bunter, uh, nice man, would sign anything for you, and uh, he's battling Alzheimer's now. Uh, he's also heavily involved. He's part owner of the uh, Long Island Ducks and uh, played an active part in that franchise in the Atlantic League for a number of years. And just a sad story to hear him, uh, to read about him uh, having this Alzheimer's disease and, and gotten to the point even where he's forgotten to tie his shoes. Uh, he gets lost sometimes coming home driving on, on trips that he's made thousands and thousands of times. And this is an insidious disease, and, and it's just so unfortunate. But uh, I wanted to mention that in our prayers. Uh, are with you, buddy, and uh, hopefully they can find something to help uh, this this stinking disease. I don't want to curse. <laughs> um, um, that that's what it's all about, and uh, just uh, hopefully they'll find a cure for this disease. Uh, okay, um, we mentioned that Jason Vargas was signed by the Mets to a two-year deal. So what does that do? I mean, what does that do to the whole P 
pitching uh, rotation and all of that. Well, it appears, though, uh, they walked back on this. It looks like that Zach Wheeler is going to begin the season in the bullpen. I don't see any other situation that um, that they can go about at this point in time. He doesn't get a little deep into games that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Callaway said they're not going to use a six-man rotation, so that's a moot point right there. Uh, they walked back a little bit to Mets, and Callaway said that, uh, no, Zach Wheeler is a starting pitcher, and we'll see how long that lasts and where that goes. But he's always had a trouble getting into games, deep into games, and looks like he may be more suited as a long man. And look, you can make some nice money as a long man. I know everybody wants to be a starter, but it may not, it may not work out. It may not work out here for him, so... Um, take the opportunity. I believe he is starting uh, tomorrow, the first game. So we'll see what he's got after you know struggling last year, after coming back from the, the injuries and uh, the surgeries and whatnot. So uh, he had a stress reaction in his right arm. He was taking bone strengthening injections for six months in the off season. So we'll see. We'll we'll see how that all plays into everything. And uh, I wish him good luck, but I really think he's going to head to the um to the bullpen. And uh you know, I I believe that Wheeler, Harvey and Matt's all have one option left. So he could be sent down to AAA as well uh to work in the bullpen, but I think he can make a transition here. In the, on the major league level uh, to the bullpen. And um, it just seems to me to be the most logical choice. And um, we'll see how that all plays out as we go along in spring training. Now, uh, also a word coming out of spring training is Wilma Flores is going to work out in the outfield to extend his flexibility or uh, his uh, usefulness to the team. I, <laughs> I don't know about this one. I don't know if Wilma's got the, the, the know-how to be out in the outfield. He may be very good. Who knows? But we've only seen him in the infield. As far as I know, he's never played the outfield. So... Him working out in the outfield, I hope they put a helmet on him like John Oldroot out there the first couple of days because I could see him getting bopped with some balls. You know, it's a, I, I could never play the outfield. I was a catcher and, and a first baseman and a third baseman. I couldn't go. I try to go out in the outfield, try to catch a fly ball, forget it. I was horrible at it. It's, it's a whole different animal. People think it's easy. It's not. There is no position, really. When you get right down to it, there is no position on a ball field that is, air quotes, easy. There's no such thing as all, you know, at any level, at certain levels. And uh, it's just, uh, it's something, but we'll see. I mean, maybe he can. You know, Daniel Murphy had a hard time. Uh, Lucas Duda had a hard time with it, but maybe Flores can. 
can pick it up enough to not kill them in a tight game where they need his bat. And that's what they're really looking at to um, to keep him in the game, to get him in the game, and to get him at bats. Uh, Yonis Cespedes says he hopes that yoga keeps him flexible and injury-free. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh as you know, he was uh, muscle-bound last year and had a lot of trouble last couple of years with his legs. And he, this year he has gone to uh, taking yoga to get flexible and to strengthen these uh, injuries with hopes that um, he'll be able to stay healthy for the year. He wants to be the MVP of the league. He, that's, that's his goal. Now, some people criticize that, saying you don't, try for goals like that it's an individual goal uh you know it's a team sport you want to go for the team but i don't care if, if he's the mvp of the league that means he's he's carrying the team or helping the team so what do i care you know if that's his goal if he, he wants to strive to be the the best in the league this year then i say well i'm all for it Go for it, you know, because uh, that's what it's all about. Most valuable player. They don't usually pick most valuable players on a last place team. So if he's going to be an MVP and play at that status, that means this team's going to play well, hopefully. And that's what we want for this season, don't it? Isn't it? I think so. Uh, we mentioned Jason Vargas earlier. He was announced on, in Port St. Lucie on Sunday, and the Mets moved infield to TJ Rivera to the 60-day disabled list to make room for Vargas on the roster. Um, Mets general manager Sandy Alden said pitching coach Dave Island, who coached Vargas on the Royals, offered a strong endorsement of him as the Mets considered signing him. So that's probably he, – he, uh, he won 18 games last year. 12 in the first half, was an all-star, and then tailed off in the second half. Um, but Dave Ireland had him in Kansas City, so he must know what he's dealing with there. And uh, maybe they can, it could have been fatigue or whatever in the second half. Uh, he did have some injuries a few years before that and came back healthy. So we'll we'll see about what where that goes. But uh, he's going to be in the rotation, folks, and uh, – be nice if he could win 18 here. Look, I'll take 15 or 12 with the rest of the pitching staff. That should be plenty of uh, uh, games for him to uh, really, um, you know, to really help this team. All right. I think it's time for a quick break. Uh, let's do that. And we'll be back after this. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shoftaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the Internet today about their teams. But it always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a Ph.D. in life. 
true baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. All right, uh, and uh, some things to look for this season is going to be uh, Michael Conforto, and he has recently begun hitting on fatigue, said he's actually ahead of schedule as he returns from shoulder surgery. He was cleared by doctors at the end of January to start swinging progression and that his return could be e- earlier or later than May 1st date. That was projected by uh, GM Sandy Alderson during the offseason. Timetable is fluid, Conforto said Tuesday in Port St. Lucie and tonight on uh, SNY Hot Stove. As of right now, I'm swinging. I'm hitting off the tee, so that's good. I've been waiting forever to be able to do that, and it feels great. Really makes you understand how much you love it. Um, They're hoping me understand I've got to be the player that I was and that I know I am going to be again, Conforto said about the team's medical staff. And that comes from doing things the right way and going through the progression. So what is the uh, progression for Conforto? He's hitting off a tee now. The next, I would imagine, would be uh, easy tosses up to him uh, by the coach, then probably batting practice and live games. So we'll we'll watch that progression as it goes on throughout spring training, but it sure wouldn't be nice to get him back earlier rather than later. But I don't want to rush it. I'd rather uh, let Brandon Nimmo get a chance and show his stuff, and let's see what Ligaris is, looks like. Uh, uh, reports are that he looks stronger. And, uh, but somehow he seems to be quicker than he was. And the same for Cespedes. They really don't look like they're in great shape, apparently. Haven't seen any pictures, but they are moving much more, uh, uh, much better, are more agile, and just look uh, a whole lot better than they did in the last few years. So we'll see how that pays off. That's going to bring an interesting situation into play if Ligaris is hitting. Will he and Conforto then platoon in center? Uh, Bruce is going to be in right. Cespedes is going to be in left. So it's going to open up a whole bunch of cans of of speculation uh, should that happen. But, you know, let's see. Uh, Long ways to go. 
we've got uh, about a month and a week, about five weeks, I guess, before opening day. So a lot to be sorted out between then and now. Uh, the Mets have a 12 to 1 odds to win the National League pennant, according to Bovada Sportsbook in Las Vegas. The Dodgers have the best odds at 9 to 4, followed by the Nationals 7 to 2, Cubs 15 to 4, Cardinals 9 to 1, Giants 10 to 1, and Diamondbacks have the same 12 to 1 odds as the Mets. As far as the rest of the NL East competitors, the Phillies have 50 to 1 odds. The Braves are at 75 to 1, and the Marlins at 250 to 1, the worst odds in baseball. Interesting that um, the Giants are ahead of the Mets. I, I, you know, they made some nice changes, but their pitching staff is still not the best. I don't think. Uh, and, uh, the Cardinals, eh, I mean, but we'll see. This Mets team is definitely improved folks. And we're going to be more entertaining. I hope than last year's squad. Mets general manager, Sandy Olson. We got a lot of Sandy Alderson tonight. Uh, sit on Sunday. He expects Tim Tebow to play in the majors. Tebow was invited to Mets spring training at the splitting time between single A Columbus and single A St. Lucie last season. Alderson said Tebow has made meaningful progress and said the decision to bring him to Major League Camp could accelerate his development. Somebody asked me whether I think he'll be a Major League player at one point, and uh, Alderson replied, I think he will play in the Major Leagues. That's my guess. That's my hope. And to some extent now, after a year and a half, a modest expectation. Now, the Mets are taking a hit on this. They, they, a lot of people don't like the fact that they think they're uh, just using uh, Timbo, Tim, Timbo, Tim Tebow to sell jerseys and whatnot uh, and improve minor league uh, uh, you know, attendance and everything like that. Well, it's possible. But... Look, why not give the guy a shot? What's the harm if he goes to Double A and and goes to Triple A and they bring him up in September to sell some seats? So be it. I mean, I don't care if they're doing. I don't care what they want to do to sell tickets. It's it's their business, you know. Let's respect that. They have a business to run. And they have to do it the way that they seem fit. And if part of it is exploiting or, uh, with his permission, of course, Tim Tebow, then so be it. You don't have to go to the game. You don't have to like Tim Tebow. And we know nobody likes the Wilpons. But, you know, and you can complain all you want. But he's here utilize it if it's going to be if it's going to put some fannies in the seat at city field or in uh, first data field then so be it i don't it doesn't really bother me one way or the other the guy seems to uh, be trying to he plays hard uh he's a good influence on all the teammates the team the teammates loved him in columbia and in st lucie when he played there so you know, I I don't see where the uh, the big deal is. My guess is he'll open the season with the Rumble Ponies in Binghamton, and then probably go out to Vegas. And then, like I said, if the Mets are out of the race, or even if they're in a race, they could bring him up in September and use use him 
um, f- and let him play in the major leagues, and then they could say goodbye to him at the end of the year. I don't know, but um, you know, it's 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 something to hang your hat on. We we don't. Who is really the the uh, uh, poster boy for this team? I guess it's the Grom, Syndergaard, the pitchers, and and uh, not really uh, too many of the infield guys. We're not hearing a lot about Ahmed Rosario. They're not pushing him, and maybe that's a good thing. He's a young kid. Let him get his feet on the ground. You don't hear about Dom Smith. In fact, uh, you know, I think he'll probably start the year in AAA. So... Um, you know, since David Wright is not available, and we want to talk about him in a second. Um, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. So uh, Tim Tebow could be in the majors, and my guess is we will see him in September um, in the call-ups. So uh, Sandy can prove us all wrong and be right again. All right, another quick break, and we'll come back after this. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. The Phillies and Mets rivalry has never been better. Hi, my name is Rich Baxter, and I host Phillies Talk Podcast. I hope you'll join me as we talk all about the Phillies all season long. That's Phillies Talk Podcast at fightinphillies.com. And now back to Gary Mack and this great edition of Mets Musings. Five one six six one nine six three four one. That is the comment voicemail hotline. If you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line, leave us a comment or a voicemail question, anything at all. Call that number five one six six one nine six three four one, or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen, and that's a speak pipe, and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone. Or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash Mets Musings, and the Twitter handle is at Mets Musings 1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash Mets Musings.
right, we're back. And uh, we were talking a little bit about David Wright and the whole situation with him. This is a sad, this is a sad, 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 sad situation. David Wright is finished. David Wright is done. There's no other way to, to say it nicely. The injuries have ravaged his body. It's time for him to step down. Now, I understand and I I, I support the, the Mets in giving him every opportunity to try to come back. It's They owe it to him. After all he's done for this team and this organization and uh, this city. And I think they owe that to the him. But I do believe strongly that he is finished. And he's got a family to worry about. And go back and, you know, get yourself healthy enough to, to live a normal life. And, and don't worry about trying to play Major League Baseball. I know it's embedded in you. It, it's 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 in your blood. It's it's very difficult to stop, but it may be time. And I guess to me, the perfect scenario would be. I I don't know if he would do it opening day or maybe even the last home game of the season, but if he could swing a bat and take one more at bat, if you could get him to that point, then I would put him on the roster. Let him pinch hit in a game, preferably, as I said, uh, the last home game of the season. Make it David Wright Day or night or whatever and uh, have him pinch hit in the game and, uh, you know, whatever happens, that be it and let him go out with that. Have one more major league at bat and then retire. And I think that would be a wonderful thing. He could say goodbye to the fans. As it, it you know, it's gonna be tough in this situation. Uh this way he could say goodbye to the fans and uh he'll get that one more at bat. What's it gonna prove or do, I don't know. But sometimes you have to do these kind of things to show thanks for the people that have put you where your where your organization is and David Wright was one of the great Mets of all time and could have been I believe would have been a Hall of Famer had the injuries not start attacking his body and I mean he's had some serious stuff we're not talking about you know uh a knee operation a scope or something like that we're talking about major life-altering, you know, injuries and, and that spinal stenosis, which is a life injury ailment, uh, life-changing ailment. So um, he's still a young man. He uh, has two young children, I believe. So, you know, time to take care of them. You've made plenty of money. I'm sure you can negotiate with the insurance company and the Mets and come out very nicely. Uh, I'm sure the Mets would be interested in keeping you around in some capacity if you wish to manage or be a coach or be in a front office. I'm sure they would find a spot for you. And um, I think that's the way they have to go and work this all out with him because I just I just think it's over for him. And, and it breaks my heart to say that because you never want to see anybody 
go out like that. You'd rather have them go out on their own terms. But it's not happening for David. And um, like I said, if they can, maybe if he can get healthy enough to swing a bat, that they can, you know, get him uh, either in the middle of the season, the end of the season, the beginning of this, I don't know, opening day, the middle of the season, uh, the final home game of the season, whatever. And just uh, give him one more opportunity to pinch hit and uh, to say goodbye to the fans. And, but uh, I, I think if you listen to what he said this season, this, this, uh, winter and this spring training so far and the interviews that he's done. Uh, he knows himself that the end is coming and it's coming very, very quickly. And uh, he, you know, there will be a day when he has to admit it. Uh, Mitch Sandy Alderson, who is in his eighth year with the club, discussed his future plans and potential successor with SNY contributor Andy Martino. Um, regarding how much longer he wants to hold a position at GM, all of said it's something he thinks about from time to time. Uh, he just turned 70 years old, so retirement is uh, uh, on his mind even more. He could just you know, take some kind of executive job, be in, uh, be no longer be the general manager. However, in terms of eventually not being in a position of GM, Alderson admitted the season is winding down. And in that aspect of his professional life, while signing assistant GM, John Rico is someone who deserves an opportunity to be his successor. And knowing that he thinks Rico would make for a good GM, um, and I think that probably would be the way the Mets would go when Alderson sits steps down, uh, simply because they've been very loyal to Alderson, and I think that they would take whoever he wanted as a successor. I think they would take his advice on that. So uh, I would think, and it makes sense. He's in place already. He knows the organization. He knows the players. He knows uh, everything. Uh, Omar Minaya was brought in, but he's concentrating more on the farm system. And uh, he's a better, a better at that. I think he's better at finding talent and things like that. So, um, Uh, that's that, you know, so we'll see when Sandy, uh, going to step down and John Rico uh, take over for Sandy. I mean, it would have to be a complete collapse by the Mets this year and a complete, um, rebuild, a wipeout, uh, before they would name somebody else, I believe, bring in somebody else on the outside. So I think Rico will be the, uh, the next general manager. All right. Um, that's about it for this week. Remember that I said the spring training games start tomorrow. I don't know what's the broadcast schedule. Check your local listings for the stations near you. Um, but, uh, when you watch, watch for certain players. That's what you do this time of year. See who, who you want to see and, uh, you know, that we know is going to make the team. And then check out some of the other minor leaguers. Peter Alonzo is a guy that's going to make a lot of noise in spring and this summer in Binghamton, I believe. Uh, David Thompson, uh, check him out. Tomas Nito or Nido. Uh, and, and 
you know, uh, one good point about Naito, if I may, he was up last year, came up in September. Uh, he's in, in camp, and this is good for a young catcher because he is getting to know this pitching staff. So if they ever want to make a change and bring up uh, Naito somewhere along the line or, God forbid, an injury, um, he has some familiarity already. So this is good. They're grooming him nicely. Uh, Alonzo, of course, is another first baseman, and the way he can hit and hit home runs, he could threaten Dom, Dom Smith and Adrian Gonzalez and, and at least rattle Dom Smith's cage. So Alonzo is another guy to be uh, looking for. Uh, P.J. Conlin is a left-handed relief pitcher that some uh, folks are suggesting could make the team as another lefty in the bullpen. So he's another guy to be looking out for, P.J. Conlon. Um, I think that's all I got now. Uh, so, you know, keep an eye on those guys when the games come on. You know, usually it's in the third, fourth inning, especially the early games there. They start moving people in and everything, and it kind of gets out of hand. But now you got a reason to watch and to look out for a couple of these guys. So uh, keep that in mind this spring as you watch the Mets spring training game. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. So uh, all I can say is have a great week. I'll see you again the next time we get together. And until then, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets.